course, the boys of NASCAR were out at Las Vegas Motor Speedway over the weekend. It was cold. It was windy. I was there. Chief was there. Chief's checking in with us now. Chief, how you doing, man? Doing good, guys. How are you? Uh, doing all right today. You know, it's uh, you know, finally a nice day here in town. I'm in shorts and a short sleeve shirt. Ah, oh, it's beautiful out. I don't know why I'm inside working, uh, but we got to do what we got to do, right? I know we're going to talk later this week, but I looked at the weather for uh, this weekend. Mm-hmm. 80 degrees on Sunday. And for the last two weeks when I've been on a track and what, 35 degrees in Cali, and then just wind and 55 last week, I am going to be happy to be out there in a, what, tank top and shorts this weekend? <laughs> well, you're American flag tank top, I hope, right? <laughs> American flag, George, let's go. <laughs> he ain't getting forks, uh, folks. Uh, and uh, don't forget your, um, what are those uh, clogs called? Those, um, those like Crocs? Crocs, there we go, Crocs, yeah. yeah. You got to be wearing See, but I'm, I have to wear my Crocs with socks because, like, the rubber on my feet, it just irritates me. So I, I don't wear the Crocs out too much. First world, short. first world problems, right? Exactly. Uh, Izzy, when was the last time you wore uh, Crocs? I hate Crocs. Yeah. Not a fan. Yeah. Have you tried it? Because I used to be that, like, Crocs, like, really? Like, come on, virgin. And now that I'm a 35-year-old dad, clearly not a virgin, and uh, I enjoy the Crocs. As a 46-year-old dad, I've never once said, you know what I need as a dad? Crocs. Never <laughs> well, once, I didn't man. buy them for myself. Sam bought them for me, and I was like, hey, what? hey I'll give it a shot. All right. So all maybe right. uh, maybe until an intern seems to buy you some Crocs. Yeah, well, she can buy them all she wants, and they're going to stay in one spot. I can tell you that. Yeah, on your feet. <laughs> so the big news over the weekend of course we find out friday the news starts to filter out then it became official chase elliott decided to go snowboarding uh hurt his leg had to go into emergency surgery friday night lower left leg uh we don't know how long he's going to be out but it's going to be weeks is what they're saying now uh which means of course chase elliott's cup car is kind of in limbo josh uh, barry got out there uh didn't you know, he's, a, he's an Xfinity guy, not familiar with the cup car, struggled on Sunday. But uh, Chase Elliott, how big of a deal is this uh, for the season? Oh, I mean, it's huge, I think, uh, just to try to get off on the right foot for Chase Elliott. I mean, Chase Elliott's been very fast so far. I mean, we talked about him what, mm-hmm. last week, mm-hmm. came with the second-place finish uh, in Fontana. It looked like things were getting turned around. And then, uh, obviously, yeah, snowboarding and uh, having issues there. Uh, bum for him, but the good thing is it is his left ankle. His left foot, so you know you heal for a couple of weeks, get back out there. I mean, all you need in NASCAR is the right foot, right? So, I uh, I think overall in the grand scheme of things, it's not going to be that big of a deal. I mean, obviously, people have been talking a lot about the waiver this week, and I don't see why because, like, look, guys, NASCAR has only denied one waiver out of the twenty-five times, thirty times that people have asked for it, uh, and they were like, "Oh, well, this is an off-track incident." Well, Tony Stewart, same thing. You go back seven years ago, he was. Had an ATV yeah. out at the dunes, broke some of the, broke his vertebrae. So you know he still got a waiver. Like I, I don't think uh, Chase Elliott's not going to get get a waiver. I think uh, that's basically a shoe, and he's going to get one. And uh, you know we'll just kind of see how he is uh, once he gets back in the car. I mean, of course he's a race car driver. I think, which is 
smash the loud pedal, you'll be good to go. So, I mean, obviously, bummed for him. Also bummed for his fans. Uh, you know, after this weekend, they're getting ready to go to Atlanta. That's Chase Elliott's hometown. Mm-hmm. He won there last year. So, uh, you know, bummed for the fans that don't get to see their favorite driver. Well, the bigger issue, they're, look, they're giving him a waiver if necessary because, one, he's the most popular driver. Could you imagine? Like, NASCAR enjoys uh, messing with their fans, but they there's a certain fan base they do not like to mess with. One, he's uh, their NASCAR's favorite driver ever, right? Two... He's on one of the best teams on the planet in Hendrick with that, you know, runs the sport basically, right? Uh, so there's a lot of things going in that favor. The other thing is, is NASCAR took away. So if he wins one race, he's in the playoffs. They took away that 30, you know, 30, you have to be in the top 30 in order to qualify if you have a win. They took that out this year. So he's got to win and then just be in that top part. So it just depends on how long he's out uh, there. And, it, and, you know, and, and it'll tell. But, look, over this weekend, Vegas weekend, Hendricks cars, which is the team he's a part of, all of his teammates finished first, second, and third, except for his car, obviously, with him not being there. They've been the fastest cars on the racetrack both times. Doesn't mean Kyle Larson last week was laps down but was the fastest car out there. They've had a lot of speed. They've been up front most of the time. Uh, and... Um, you know, this hurts this team with this one car that's now going to be back. So much so that we don't know who's going to run that car this weekend. Of course, we're talking about the nine car. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, there's, there's a couple of different factors that you can look at here. I mean, one obviously being, uh, you go back to last year, uh, Alex Bowman, when he got hurt with his concussion, what did they do? They said, hey, Noah Gregson, you come run this car. Uh, Kurt Busch, he got hurt last year, missed you know, the last half of the season concussion. Ty Gibbs, you come run this car. Well, right now they're kind of in a spot where not just for Hendrick Motorsports, but I think overall Chevy has a brand is thinking, all right, look, we got three guys already locked into the playoffs here. What can we do to ensure us getting more drivers locked into the playoffs? There's talks right now, uh, you know, some rumors happening where a possible full-time cup driver who's already in the cup series could be running that car until Chase Elliott gets back. I mean, because right now it's not about seat time and lap time uh, for Josh Berry. It's about, you know, NASCAR Cup Series and Chevrolet, hey, let's get more guys in the playoffs when the time comes because uh, that's just more money in our pocket, more money in our team's pocket. And uh, Corey LaJoy is one that I would keep an eye on right now. Uh, obviously, we expected some news to drop earlier last night, actually, yeah. or earlier this morning because uh, you know the Hendrick uh, president competition said the other day, hey, look, uh, we'll probably announce something by Monday or Tuesday because we want to get a seat inside the car. Uh, before this truck leaves on Tuesday. So the haulers coming from North Carolina, it's probably already taken off by now. It's, what, 4 o'clock there, 5 yep. o'clock there? So uh, interesting that we don't know anything yet. But then again, Hendrick doesn't have to let us know until right before the race, right? Yeah, they, they might know. Uh, they might have that seat in there, and they might know. It doesn't mean that we know, right? Um, but, I mean, you know, Spire Motorsports, in case uh, for you non-NASCAR fans, is, is a – you know, is a, uh, a group that works with Hendrick Motorsports. So you could take, you know, without stealing a driver, because they all have contracts, they'd be able to, you know, work out a deal to get a driver like Corey LaJoy up into that car. And you, I know you're a big Corey LaJoy fan. I, on the other hand, put him in the Bubba Wallace camp. Uh, just doesn't know how to drive a lot of times. But he does work in inferior products, so it would be nice to see a driver like that, like H. Ross Chastain, who always was in the worst, you know, Worse, uh, you know, cars and things like that. The teams get a shot and look how look how Ross Chastain did it. So is Corey LaJoy, if he gets this opportunity, going to turn into that guy? I mean, yeah. I mean, you go back like ten years ago, and I mean, Corey LaJoy was you know part of this NASCAR Next group, and 
they went and ran late models and K&N races and ARCA East races and stuff like that. Corey LaJoy, nine times out of ten, was beating guys like Kyle Larson, William Byron, Bubba Wallace, Ricky Stenhouse. But he was the one guy who just never really got a shot in some decent equipment. I mean, Kyle Larson obviously uh, you know, went to Chip Ganassi. Now he's with you know the best team there is in Hendrick Motorsports. Uh, Ricky Stenhouse went to Roush Fenway. Now he's you know with a, a one-car team, but still Daytona 500 champion. Always good, strong there at those tracks. Uh, Corey Joy never really got that opportunity to be able to showcase his kind of stuff. He didn't really get uh, you know latched on with Toyota like Bubba Wallace did, or uh, you know some of these other drivers like William Byron early in his career. So, I mean, it, if this happens, I mean, one you got a guy who knows the car, two you got a guy who I think knows how to wheel the car, and you know you put him in the right equipment, he could be a contender. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to come off the bat and contend for wins <laughs> automatically, but this could be a guy who you look at and say, hey, you know, he can run top ten for us here, which would be great for owner points for Rick Hendrick. And then also you circle Atlanta next week. That's a track core of joy. Last year, you go back to that fall race, he was right there in the mix, last lap before you're at. So, yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, for the Spire team, Corey's kind of boxed in. They're like, hey, we're not going to run that hard until it gets down to this point. But, I mean, last week, you go back to Fontana, guy got some stage points at Fontana, a track uh, where he just re- basically ran up through the field. Uh, didn't really have the best luck this weekend, finished 20th, but I still think he's one of those guys that can get it done. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch with that car, because like you said, in NASCAR, it's not always about that specific car. There's a lot of other plays with the sponsorships, because so far this season, especially, you know, look, we've pretty much been, I know, you know, you had the two-miler at Auto Club, of course, then you had uh, the mile and a half in Vegas, you got the, you know, the, what they call a short track, but a one-miler here in Phoenix coming away. Chevrolets have dominated uh, at least, you know, speed-wise and, and things like that, these first three races other than Daytona. Uh, Chevy's kind of in this, I mean, we want to go for this mode, but it speaks to the point. Toyotas aren't too far behind them, but, man, the Fords are looking awful out there. You know, other than Logano, who, w- who wasn't even in this race on Saturday, I mean, on Sunday, but, you know, he ends up crashing out. It's their best shot, but Fords have been horrible so far this year. What is going on with the Ford program? Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things I wish I could tell you. I mean, Austin Sendrick uh, fought back after starting ninth and finished uh, sixth. And he, uh, him and Kevin Harvey, the two Fords that, uh, you know, finished in the top ten this past weekend, no idea what happened to Penske. Qualifying was great. I mean, they started, uh, all their drivers started in the top ten, and then all of a sudden that green flag came out, and it's like the parachute came out. And Joey Logano, Ryan Blaney both just fell back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, right now, yeah, I've, I've been very high on Ryan Blaney, but, man, when are you going to give me some results? Uh, he's able to finish, uh, what, 13th this past weekend? Just didn't look like we've seen Ryan Blaney look like at uh, Las Vegas. And, you know, I was very high on him last year, especially after finishing second here in Phoenix. And now I don't know if I can be that high I'm going in this weekend. So, I mean, it, it's a struggle right now the four teams are having. Um, obviously, you know, like I said, hey, look, when it comes to car-wise, these cars are basically you can go buy the same thing at Walmart. Yep. yep. But when it comes to the engine power plant, I mean, right now Chevy has it figured out, and one, uh, you know, it's, one scenario it's that astonishing. I, one scenario I was reading today from a guy that comes from the mechanic side of NASCAR is it's unusual the weather they had in both Fontana and Vegas, you know, cold and rainy, right? Cold and windy, cold and rainy, et cetera, in, in Auto Club, that they were expecting 
you know, these cars to be running in, you know, the typical 70-something degrees sunny out there. And that Chevy figured out the setup on those two types of tracks. So maybe this weekend we'll see the Fords run a little bit better because, like you said, it's going to be 80 degrees out there. Uh, it's going to be uh, what they're normally used to racing and we're expecting. Uh, so that, that was one theory to just pay attention to this weekend, right? Oh, yeah, I definitely think, uh, you know, it's something for you. Obviously, you know, there's not a whole lot of uh... – tape rules these days where you know these guys would say hey, it's cold outside let's put a bunch of tape on the car and just leave an inch spot of a uh, grill opening to uh, get air in it uh obviously now that's a big no-no with this new car so yeah i mean it's going to be uh interesting to see uh kind of where they go but uh hey this weekend we got we got brand new rules that we can talk about yeah. on uh, friday so uh let's get ready for that but all in all vegas hey like you said tv was probably really boring being under the stands pretty boring but there were some comers and goers and yeah. some battles in the middle and plus you can always gamble with your buddies in vegas right yeah and i don't know how much they showed of those battles in the back on the on the broadcast because we know we were up top and watching it from up there but um but i mean yeah i mean it was just a boring race right uh, two cautions of course the overtime caution which isn't a shocker right nascar throws a caution with two with four to go right to get the battle down but look william byron gets his first race win of the year kyle larson Alex Bowman, those two guys. But Bubba Wallace gets up there at four. Expect big things from this weekend. Chief, Butt Fumble says, where the heck you been at? Tell them how they can find you. You got about 10 seconds. Hey, hit me up on Twitter at TalkinRacing underscore J or at TalkinRacing. All right, Chief. Appreciate it, man. Talk to you later on this week.